right, welcome to This Isn't Working. Tiffany, how was work for you this week? Work was good this week. I worked a lot on a presentation. This will be my first presentation in this role. Um, I have given lots and lots and lots of presentations throughout my life. It's actually helped me become much more comfortable with like public speaking, which used to be a huge issue for me, but now I have to do it professionally and have for years. So, but this will be my first actual presentation for this role. And I'm presenting to one of our offices abroad. So I'll get to meet some of my colleagues that I haven't really um, overlapped with at all yet. So that'll be fun. And it's all about uh, the U.S. market. So it was super fun to create. And um, yesterday I was like practicing giving the presentation, which is always something that I kind of run through just to like time it. Um, but I think it'll be really fun and I hope that they enjoy it. So I, I should be presenting that next week. How was work uh, for you this week? Uh, it's pretty busy. Uh, I think that because I'm starting to get past the like the onboarding stages of things, like yeah. I'm really kind of into the role now. So as a result, I mean, like obviously still have a lot to to learn about the organization specifically, just because I'm still relatively new. But um, yeah, and it's nice to kind of transition out of that, like doe-eyed brand new baby kind right of to start doing actual things yeah. yeah because you realize like oh i i actually know a little bit about what i should be doing now i can take a little bit more initiative right I need a little yeah. less help or i don't need to check in with someone all the time about like is this okay does this already exist should i work on that so that's nice. right yeah that is pretty cool this week we are talking about how we are all lying a little bit at work. Um, we're going to talk about different phases of uh, work and and not being completely truthful. And that's not to say that we're all like, you know, pathological liars or just like lying yeah, like fun. It's just telling like, these egregious lies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just that like you can't always fully present your whole truest self at work. Right. And for good reasons. I mean, we've touched on Yeah, I would be variety. fired immediately. <laughs> We've uh, we've touched on that across topics in some of our episodes in season one, but this episode will focus a bit more specifically on some of the uh, little white lies that we all tell. So we're going to start with, uh, as we often do, before you're actually working in the interview process, some of the lies that we tell. I'm trying to think of the the most bold-faced lie I've told, and it's probably something like, probably around like the company's values um like sometimes i've definitely interviewed with companies where like my personal values align with sort of their ethical type values but i've also interviewed a place like how do you say that certain company like if you go to work at like a defense contractor for example how are you like my values align here so that way we can sell these weapons um and blow up somebody bajillion miles away so I always think about yeah, that or like, tough. or when I was like doing retail or like working in the restaurant business, like, how do you say like, yeah, uh, McDonald's aligns with my values. I flipping burgers is exactly what my value alignment is here. And I know that I'm going to achieve that because of this, you know, that's always something interesting to think about, especially like those part-time jobs we've had. I'm sure that you're thinking yep. of like the pizza restaurant where you worked. And I, as we've said, did a lot of retail. Um, 
And like, I'm actually not a super materialistic person. And so when people were like, hmm, should I buy this top or that top? I was never the salesperson to be like, both. Make me some oh, yeah, money. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I mean, probably I never worked, neither. <laughs> I never worked on commission or anything, but yeah, that makes I was sense never well. pushing people to buy more than they needed because that's my value. Um, so I'm not. Yeah, I just not always I guess that setting. Dude, I just guess that when you like. Even if you're working in an organization where your values align with the organization's, or at least their stated values, I guess there for me there's something just incredibly inauthentic about saying that. Yeah. Um. I I don't I don't know I always feel weird when it's like oh I really like so for my example my current company I think all their values are great, um and they're referenced semi regularly we just had like a all company town hall the other day they were referenced there which is a good sign in my opinion. Um, that they're sort of front and center with people. Yeah, um, and that it's not just lip service. Like if it comes up regularly right. and the question is like, is what we're doing or is what we're trying to do or this Correct. plan, like does it line up with what we say we're all about? I think that that's good. I mean, there is a bit of a cheese factor to it, but I think that ultimately- I think that's what it is for me. Yeah. It's way for the best. Yeah. Because when we worked together, it was very manipulative when they would, it was like, and we've talked about that before, how it was super manipulative. But with this organization, it's not like, well- the, this value says X, Y, Z. So you need to, it, it's not like that sort of thing. It's like, well, this is our value. So like we want to try and work this in, um, you know, to our products and to how yeah. we do business, that sort of thing. Yeah. And that's, I think that this is, um, this is one of those areas where we're both a little bit jaded from that job we had together where right. it was sort of used against people instead of used as a way to like, ugh, I'm going to like, throw up in my mouth a little bit after I say this, but unite like <laughs> all of the employees toward one goal, which Correct. is ultimately like the, it should be the the baseline goal of an organization that you're all working toward the same thing. It's just that everybody does it in a different way or supports in a different um, capacity. But ultimately like the business has a goal and a point and a purpose and everyone under that serves it. Um, right. But it was often used for us as a a way to point out like how you're not aligning with the mission or the goals instead of having a broader conversation about like how is our department doing toward these goals? And anytime those were brought up as conversations, it was very lip service. It was like it was less like here are the goals. Here's what we want to do. Do they like, do they work together? And it was more like, here are the goals. Here's what we want to do. How do we, you know, pretend, like, how do we retroactively apply logic so that those things seem to work together, even when they yeah. obviously don't? I mean, dude, if it's funny, because if you, I don't know if you recall this, but I, uh, I like flipped one of our departmental values back on our, yes. one of our bosses. And because I was like, well, you know, like, inclusion here and none of us are have been included um and that didn't go well Maybe no they super didn't like that no but the point was still very valid i think totally. because if you're manipulating us with these values like you're gonna have to expect them to be sort of reciprocated but yeah so i always get I, I, the cheese factor is probably it it just feels really you know cornball-y you know just <laughs> it's like very it does. very and lame especially yeah like in an interview when you're trying to like put your best foot forward and look your best, be your best. And it just feels 
There may be truth to it. I remember when you were getting this job, um, one of the values is transparency, and you were like super into that. And even in the interview process, you saw how that was part of how they operate. And I remember you really liking that and saying that, I think, even in an interview question where it was like, oh, like, why this job or why this company? And that was one of the things that you mentioned. Right. But it still feels a little icky to to yeah lean so heavily on that when these are people that like you don't really know and you and I can talk about that and I know that like you're being genuine and honest and not cheesy right but when you're in an interview there's always a cheese factor because you're just trying to be like oh yes I am so perfect for this role and there's what well, also nothing. makes you feel like you're lying too you know like yeah. it, I don't know how to say those things without coming across like I'm lying <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah I'm, I'm here to make a difference I'm here because like I value the transparency but but like I don't know it, every time I'm an interviewer and or have been, excuse me, have been in a situation where I've been part of the interviewing team or whatever. Yeah. And that's come up. I'm always like fake <laughs> liar. <laughs> uh, and maybe that's just me being pessimistic, which I'm really good at, but I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. There's something weird there. There's something like inherently dishonest about <laughs> comparing yeah. your personal values with the corporation's values. And I think that part of that is because like, if you were meeting just a person and not trying to like get a role like you would you would never really open with that if if I were like hey Sean you know meet my friend so and so you'd never be like I value transparency deeply like it's one of my core values and I would appreciate it if it were yours too. like there's just something so contrived about the whole interaction and I mean that's I'm, interviews are contrived anyway but it just feels a little extra icky what is the craziest thing that you think you've done to get a job oh man um mine is probably go to college um (laughs) 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 and then go back and get another degree as well honestly that's a very good point especially in this day and age uh again like we both are very pro-education it's not for everybody right yeah right yeah on its face it is like kind of wild where you're like oh i'm gonna dedicate four years or in your case you know uh, what six or seven total seven i guess seven okay um you know by the time you got your second degree um i'm gonna trade tens of thousands of dollars or for some people in some cases hundreds of thousands of dollars for this education in order to obtain a job so yeah that's actually kind of bonkers i i don't know if i've ever done anything crazy or said anything crazy because i've always had like pretty normal jobs i can't think of like a blatant lie or something crazy i've done to like you know, you always hear those like incredibly fake sounding stories where people are like, well, I showed up in the office every single day for six months until they finally hired me or whatever. Oh, yeah. No, yeah I've never done anything nope. like that and I never will. <laughs> but I, th- I think what's actually really crazy that people do is how we manipulate our resume. We take something that's true and we change the wording so that it seems way more important or like a bigger deal. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it could be like like a bank teller would be like, oh, I handled customer transactions would be like the the statement but realistically they're putting down like handled facilitated interactions between right you know, high of, level of hundreds clientele. of thousands of dollars a week yeah <laughs> bet- yeah, yeah between clientele you know like that sort of thing and i feel like that's pretty fucking crazy because yeah. now we're just 
beating around the bush because are they really interested in what you're capable of doing now or are they just interested in how you how you present it and the reality is i think it's more the latter what we put on our resumes is like us trying to be the most like concisely impressive individual that has ever existed and is perfectly fit for whatever role we're going out for but what companies should be looking for are people who have those soft skills which like don't really go on resumes although i've seen that yeah. there's a trend right now where that is becoming more of a thing which i really love but what companies soft should skills. be looking for yeah 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 i actually don't know how like i would do that i really value soft skills and i think that my soft skills are part of what has made me successful in the roles that i've had but i don't even know really what i would put down i lean really into those during interviews because I feel like historically that's the place for it like your resume is your hard skills and then once they appreciate your hard skills you get in and you know hit them with those soft skills too but I feel like what companies should be looking for are people who are uh, you know eager and ready to learn new things because you're probably going to be asking them to do things that they've not done before people that have a good attitude about it people that are good at working with other people All jobs require that to some extent, but some roles more than others. So like that's what organizations should be looking for when they hire someone is someone who is willing to be kind of molded into a role. And some things will require hard skills, like more, especially more of the like STEM fields. Like you, you actually need to know how to code. Yeah. yeah, For getting certain jobs, you know, like you do have to have a certain set of hard skills, but um, a lot of what makes a company function well and teams work well is that you have people that are willing to get used to a new thing. That's very true. So, yeah, I I just think it's funny that, you know, we don't necessarily capture those things in a intentional way, but they kind of show up, you know? Yeah. I I don't know. I'm just thinking of all the different crazy things that have come up. In my career, I I don't have like a specific example off the top of my head, but I know that I did this because I lacked experience where uh, for like interview examples where it would be like, oh, tell me about a time that you had like a challenging conversation with your supervisor or something. And I'm like, I have had exactly one job. Like I'm 23 and it was like kind of a fake job. I taught abroad. Everything was great and preset. There was no real conflict at all, you know, things like that. So I would take uh, kind of stories that I'd heard from friends or maybe if I like witnessed an interaction but I wasn't involved in it and I would kind of like extrapolate like okay what if I were in that position and like that would be my answer even though that is like a complete lie because it didn't actually happen yes, to me that's a great point yeah but I just didn't have I didn't have an experience that would address the question they were trying to get at and yeah, I mean, like making that up and putting myself in a position like that to address it. Like, I do have a good sense of how I would respond to things. I know me, but the fact that it like didn't actually happen. Yeah, but it's not good to be like, oh, I've never actually had a conflict in the workplace. Next question. Like, you can't do right. That. Yeah, it it because that answer sounds correct. Where they become, but oh, great. it's not. But it's not the answer they want. Yeah. So I I have done that actually for sure where you make up ish stories yeah because the benefit of doing that is that way the outcome you control <laughs> yeah that's um, true or too. i've taken true stories and changed the ending to better reflect on me 
if you were in like a romantic relationship with someone and learning about their past, if they did say like, oh, that's never actually happened to me, that wouldn't be like grounds for being like, nope, we're not dating. That's Whereas, correct. Yeah. 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 So. yeah if they like, oh, yeah, we didn't really have any conflicts in my last relationship. Well, that would actually be a red flag. You'd be like, it would be. Mm, yeah. You never had a single conflict. <laughs> <laughs> never, ever about anything. Right. Not that they're willing to share. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Plus what an interviewer is looking for is more about like how you would respond to difficult situations. Exactly. Even if they've phrased it really specifically in a way that doesn't apply to anything you've actually experienced, you have as a person experienced difficult situations and you can kind of mash together a reasonable, you know, half truth or partial truth. You could just pull something from a TV show and turn it into your life basically and honestly i don't think they really care because they're never going to check the answer no no and i don't think even if they like check references they would be like tiffany mentioned this conflict that you had and how she handled it is this accurate like that's not what reference checks are that would be a waste of everyone's time I, I might not recommend doing this type of thing when you need like a security clearance or like a No, definitely not. That type if you're of applying job? to like a government job or whatever, they actually do want you to tell the truth. Like if you apply for a government job and you've like ever smoked weed or whatever, like it doesn't automatically just dis- like disqualify you in some cases, but like you But it will if you lie about it. The truth. Yeah. Yeah. That's I've never worked for the government, but I did apply for like a government contract position years ago. Actually, I applied for it twice because I applied for it and then I moved away and did a thing abroad and then I applied when I got back (laughs) as well but the process took too long and I needed money and I went with something else anyway I did have to go out like a very extensive application and they asked about like all of the like foreign nationals that I knew which is a lot like more than the average bear so crazy I had to give uh social security numbers for everyone I'd ever lived with which included my uh partner he was my boyfriend at the time we're married now but um I had to get like we had lived with his parents in Denmark and so I had to give like all of his family social security numbers to the government to be like these people were my roommates like it was so uncomfortable yeah yeah. (laughs) it's so strange yeah it's a very strange uh, yeah so don't lie to the government yeah, maybe just be selective with your lying and make sure your lying is, when you're interviewing at least, is not egregious. Like, uh, yeah, white lies. Err on only. the side of white lies. Yeah. So let's switch to during the job, I would say. I always say that I, um, I don't know how to, how, how am I going to phrase this? Customer service is my passion, which anyone who has listened to this podcast uh, or knows me personally, knows that that is simply uh not Not true not (laughs) remotely true but i definitely have a customer service voice had one when i was answering phones when i was at a car dealership and then also like in a restaurant you kind of have to you can't just i mean you can't go up to a table and be like the fuck do you want (laughs) you have to actually like um you know be polite and stuff uh which is probably why i didn't excel at that at that job but um yeah i always I think that's a pretty big form of lying, but you have to, you have to have like a customer service voice when you interact oh, yeah, with the you general to. public. Can um, you, can you demonstrate crazy. your customer service voice? And you haven't had to use it in a long time, I bet, but do you probably still have not. it on tap? And I, I'm going to, I probably could. And look, I'm hungover right now. So <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to. That's true. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have asked you that. <laughs> For like the first time in, in a very long time, I'm hungover. So. Um, I'm trying to remember what it sounds like 
and it's it's pretty similar to my normal voice, but definitely like a lighter, breezier yeah, feeling. Yeah, a little higher. You know, where, yeah, I feel like everybody naturally goes up an octave or two when yeah. they're like, hi, how are you today? You know, that kind of bullshit. Oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so, yeah, when I, I would, and I like, even when we worked together, when we were answering phones, you know, it would be sort of the same thing. Except at the end, I started becoming so jaded. I was like, yeah, hello. <laughs> is <laughs> basically how I was answering the phones but I think that's probably like while at a job the sort of biggest lie type thing that we do even because even with coworkers, even if you don't work with the public and you interact with coworkers, usually you're unless you trust them I guess you're putting on a little bit of you know there's a certain with, front there too yeah yeah 99% of my coworkers, I always have sort of the guard up which we've spoken about on on you know, the show before where, you know, we have our guard up. So we, we have that level of fakeness as well, where we're not going to really show our true selves. Although sometimes like, uh, so when we first started to kind of be more friends after the pandemic hit and everything like that, like, I don't know if you remember, but we would, um, when we would get on a meeting or whatever, at first we were still like, you know, sitting up straight, like fairly proper. Like maybe we would be like, oh, I had this stressful interaction earlier, but like still very measured. And then eventually we would just call each other and like we would both like answer with our head in our hands or yeah. just like yeah. immediate eye rolls or like, oh, my yeah, God, you, can you? Like, you there was will no not believe this shit. Like there was no <laughs> greeting. It was just that straight into, you know, whatever had happened. That's a good. Yeah. Point. Yeah. Our front completely dropped eventually for sure yeah the facade was gone at that point um and frankly that was probably for the best because i don't think i could have mentally kept that up for much longer like no, I, I was no. so exhausted with that job that like and we still had to do it with everyone to else too lie. oh yeah. yeah it's exhausting to like lie and or i guess it's yeah i guess technically lying but you know to hold up that sort of facade of everything's great it's very very tiring i think that's where people get burned out as well actually i know we've spoken about burnout quite a bit but you know the lying during your job especially if you hate the job that's gonna be very taxing yeah for sure there's so much effort that goes into faking being happy or pleasant even if you're like generally happy and pleasant but you're just having a rough day and you still have to pretend like you're happy and pleasant but when you're completely burnt out and you you don't have it in you anymore like it's it's really really difficult and it's completely exhausting that's part of why we were not interested we've talked about how like after work we were like i don't want to do the fun things i love like i just simply do not have the energy and it's because so much of our energy was going into faking being pleasant around people at work that weren't each other eventually because correct yes i I completely agree with that yeah and i mean it, it this whole episode really um, could be boiled down to like all the insane things that we do to ourselves for money, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of examples of other things that people do during their job, um, you know, to sort of like lie or hold up a facade and sort of BS their way through it. I think another big one is the like, I love the family atmosphere of this place. Like, we're all just such a family. Like, people that buy into that. Or if you have to, like, if everyone else seems like they're like it. This was big at our last job where everyone was, like, very, we're a family. And even though we consider that a huge red flag, not everyone else seemed to. And so if you weren't. Some people do buy into that. Yeah, they genuinely buy into that. You're right. And if you weren't into that, but you didn't pretend 
to be like I don't know you were just ostracized like it was immediately like oh like you don't What's no one would say you? to yeah. you, you don't belong here, but you could tell everyone was thinking it. Correct. Yes. Nobody would explicitly be like, this probably isn't the place for you, but you would be, it was very clicky, felt like high school, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. It was that, that type of environment. And I know that's, that wasn't exclusive to where we worked, but um, it was, it was pretty bad there because that coupled with the, you know, values manipulation in particular was like a recipe for disaster for anyone who you know it was, was very relatively normal oh, it was yeah. awful i guess the last piece of this is even when you're quitting a job you have to bs you have your way out of the job lie yep <laughs> which i hate because as we've spoken about on the show multiple times um and together separately is that we would have torched the place on the way out verbally i mean like oh, we yeah. were gonna burn it down for any law enforcement listening um yeah no arson but no arson but like verbally i would have made people cry like for sure would have loved to do like and really only like four people but but they would have really cried those four people yeah i can think of one person in particular who would like absolutely so so fragile would yes yeah like would have had a breakdown for sure but yeah i th- so i i it's hard because I know when you everybody sort of fantasizes about when especially when it's a job they don't like or a boss. Yeah, if like, they're leaving how, a like, toxic they, job or a toxic yeah. environment and everybody's got that like about it all the drop time. the mic. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. Slam through the doors on the way out, put your sunglasses on, explosion behind you, kind of like big exit. I wrote a list when we worked together and I think I told you this, I can't remember, but it was all the things I would say to people if I could quit. You know, yeah, like when you write a yeah. write, like you write a letter to someone, but you don't send it. Uh, yeah. like that's a, a classic therapy technique. Oh my um, god, I love that. But I I essentially did the same thing, and it's great. I it's it's I destroyed it because it was very expletive uh, laden uh, to say the <laughs> least. Um, but like like every other word basically. But yeah, that was that helped a little bit, but it still wasn't the same as you know wanting to just you know, torch everybody and, you know, light them up. But you can't do that because you, no. uh, unless you've won the lottery, maybe you could probably get away with doing that and you're not intending to ever work again. But yeah. you can't really burn those bridges because I know that if I were to do something like that, with my luck, in five years, I'll need that person for something or they'll be Ugh. in the way. of Like they may work at the place that I'm trying to work at or, you know, that sort of thing. So in the, uh, in an abundance of caution... <laughs> Uh, you kind of have to lie your way out the door as well. Well, and especially if you're staying in the same kind of industry. Um, yep. All right, and our industry in particular is pretty small. Yes, our industry is fairly small overall and very well connected. And people do, um, they don't always work in the same type of office in the industry. Like, so they may make a lateral move, but you're still like working in the same field so even there are kind of like like layers of circles of people that you may or may not overlap with or interact with or see at a conference or something so you like really need to be chill about it I don't think that I personally would would actually enjoy like lighting people up like that because I definitely I don't know if you have the personality I don't I don't (laughs) don't, like in my head I'd be like (laughs) 
in my head, I'd be like, man, I'd tell him this and that. And I would make like a whole list. And I I could even like write like a five paragraph essay about like, here's why you are terrible. Yeah. One, two, three. But I but would never actually But the delivery would be way too polite, even if you yeah. were able to do it to the point where like it would lose <laughs> its luster a little bit. Like I know. It's actually probably good because for, it's not good for me to like be able and willing to like uh, ruin somebody's life. Uh, it's probably healthier that, for you to not do that or not I be able to do like, that. I would just like, I don't know. I would, I would lose my oomph pretty quickly. I feel like I would, I would feel bad afterward. But oh, I definitely yeah. have had the like feeling that that would feel really nice. And I did actually leave one job where I absolutely did not care if I burned bridges. I didn't go out of my way to be mean or aggressive or anything like that but I did report like I had been keeping track of all of these problems ethical issues like policy violations like real Mm -hmm. concrete concerns that could not be disputed as like oh I just feel this way like I had documented evidence of bad things that happened and um, so I did uh, keep track of all that and when I went to leave I organized it all I think by like category of violation, <laughs> like financial yeah, yeah. violations, <laughs> ethical violations, right? Because that's the kind of person I am. And then I took it to the the big wig at the organization. Nothing was ever done about it. I'm sure that they thought that I was just like a disgruntled employee. But I tried to be like, yes, I am disgruntled, but also this is real. <laughs> yeah, this is why I am uh, disgruntled, like <laughs> to say the least. I have cause to be as disgruntled as I am. And I didn't, you know, I didn't like blow anything up. I didn't Regina George it where I'm like throwing flyers of the burn book around (laughs) so that everybody can see them. Although I did genuinely consider that. But I just like made a couple of copies and gave them to people that I was like, you should know about this. I'm leaving. I have no stake in what actually happens here. But other people do, and it's not fair to them. So, like, please take this into consideration. I don't think anything ever happened with it. Yeah, that that tracks, if I'm being honest. But I think more of my concern, rather than burning bridges, which, you know, I, is good to avoid, is actually about um, saying or doing something that would, like, adversely affect the coworkers that you kind of leave behind, especially if they're coworkers you yeah. like. Yeah. That's where my sort of thing is. Or if you, like, do something that, you know, screws them over in some capacity. That's That's what my... That's always been my sort of thing. Don't really care about like burning bridges with a boss necessarily, but I guess I do in a way. <laughs> yeah, because you never know if you need someone as a reference. So you at least want to leave on like cordial terms that if a future employer wants to reach out to them. Although I've had potential employers and people that did end up hiring me, they've been totally okay with like not speaking with my most recent supervisor or anything like that. So I, I know that that's not required, but. It's an especially good idea, I think, to just kind of like grin and bear it a little bit for the sake of future you, not really for the sake of that other person, but just so that you don't screw yourself over completely. And as you said, so that you don't screw over colleagues. It's not their fault or their problem what's going on. And so that's why even when I know that I'm leaving a job, I in like once I put in my notice period, I work just as hard if not harder than I always have to try to like set people up for success because I've always been like I mean we even tried to do that when we left last uh, or when we just, yeah I mean you had to do way more but <laughs> which was like so stupid in retrospect because I'm sure they didn't even use any of it they and probably have not opened it yeah I was trying as hard as I could to be like 
okay, an untrained monkey could come into this role and read my yeah. notes and do what I do and, every and thrive. Day yeah, over right. the and everything I have done over the course of three and a half years yeah. here, and that's how I always try to leave it. I think that in some places, people have been really appreciative of that, and it has been really well received. Certainly yeah. not where we were. Well, because realistically, people should be like excited for you on your next role yeah. in a healthy environment. They should be right. like, oh, yeah, that's going to be a really cool experience. Thanks for all your help in and not just setting like, us up for success when you leave. Leaving. Screw them. Goodbye. Yeah, not a statement of fact. I saw, and this is probably my favorite lie that somebody I've seen, but this girl, she was on like Instagram or TikTok. She's like, I just quit my job and they were trying to like guilt me into staying. And she's like, this place was a disaster. She's like, I was only there for six months. Uh, it was a disaster. I was quitting. I got a new job, blah, blah, blah. Um, and the guy, her boss was like, well, it's going to look really bad on your resume that you quit in six months. And she's like, I'm not even going to put this job on my resume. She's like, I'm just going to tell people I traveled for six months. Yes, yes, yes. I was like, that's amazing. Because he didn't have, like, what's he, he was like flabbergasted, I guess, because he's like, he didn't know what to say. Because what can you say? And I guess I don't think about that very often. Like, just not put something on your resume. That's because it was drilled into us that any gaps are like the death of you. But I think that, so I have a job that I will be taking off my resume. At, well, I actually have no need for it, uh, a resume at the moment, because as we said, I got hand selected for this most recent job. Lucky me. But um, in the future, I, I had said like five years after I've, after it's been five years since I left that job, I will take it off my resume because by then, like, I don't think people will care about it so much because there will have been like more time. I'll have had more roles, et cetera, et cetera. And I can just say that like we were moving, I was getting settled in. It took me a while to find a job, all of which is true. I just happened to have really tragic employment during those six months (laughs) but um it doesn't make a difference to have it on my resume like there was nothing good about that experience really I did make a good friend there but other than that totally irrelevant oh yeah I don't have a job on my resume anymore as well from right after college because it's irrelevant and I was only there for nine months you know so I I think it's totally okay to do that type of thing personally um especially when it's not really relevant to your career and I yeah. had a part-time job that was relevant to my career during that time, so I just left that. So it didn't look like I had a resume gap. But again, it doesn't really matter. People don't care what you did. Especially you know, for because nine now months, I think that, ago. you know, it is like more common to have gaps, and you know, yep. maybe yeah, you just like lived at home for a while until you found something that worked for you. And I think that there's yep. a good argument for that. I believe that that's perfectly fine and that that's something you can do and that nobody should be judgy or balk at it. But Correct. in there are the people who are. lying in an interview spirit of things, you can say right. that you took that time to really find a job that spoke to you or that you were really interested yeah. in or that really aligned with your goals, which all of which can be true, even if it sounds like a Hallmark movie. Should yep. I say that? I don't know. Sorry, Hallmark. Anyway. I'm sure they're not listening. <laughs> Hallmark, if you're listening. Hallmark, if apology. you're, first of all, if you're listening to this podcast, please sponsor us. If <laughs> if you have any money. You can make a cheesy movie about our lives. Dude, that would be dope. The coworkers who quit together. The point is that we're really all just kind of like BSing our way. And this isn't just exclusive to work. We're just doing it through like our lives in general. Yeah. It was um pretty traumatizing when, you know, 
we got old enough and realized that nobody really has any idea what they're doing. Um, yes. For, for anything. young and listening, <laughs> internalize that now. Like nobody knows what's going yeah, on. Yeah. The we're sooner all you just, process that. Yeah. Yeah. We're all just trying our best and like working through things. And maybe some people know some more things and some people don't know things yet, but like nobody knows everything. Nobody knows what they're doing. Nobody Correct. actually knows where they're going to be in five years or what they maybe even want mm-hmm. in the next five years, which is a huge lie that I tell every time I interview because I don't know. Yes. That's another great one. I know my mom actually was interviewing for a job recently and she's like what do i how do i answer the what do i want to do in five years um and i can't remember she was like besides like saying that i want to be retired or like alive um and i was like just tell them some bullshit that you just want to be in a role in five years that continues to challenge you and like where you can grow in it that's all they 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 don't care because if you say yeah if you say well i want to be in your seat in five years, don't say that. You know, yeah, like that's or, threatening, especially if that's threatening. The yeah. person interviewing you is like, I, I'm thinking of our former supervisor, like not yes. confident and comfortable knowing that they're like correct, truly faking it until role. they make it, and they've yeah. never made it past the faking it point. Um, that's gonna be bad right. <laughs> yes, that's a great point. Actually, that person just faked her whole job. Because yeah. she had no idea what the hell was going on. All, she had all no experience through. in what we were doing, and it was a disaster. Still faking and it, I'm sure. Even in a higher role, it. as we've seen. You yes. know, she... every time we find her, she's in a higher role. I know, right? <sighs> Mediocrity really gets rewarded, doesn't it? It truly um, does. It's but yeah, it really is. But the, yes, the thing is, like, don't worry about faking it, because literally everybody is. Yeah. Um, and if Tiffany they tell and you they're not... Everyone they else are lying. is too. Yeah, that's a lie as well. They're faking, faking it. You know, like yeah. if they they're faking, not faking, I should say. Yeah. Um, that's very a very good point. I think one final lie, as we are kind of going through the process of like the interview while working, exiting a job, uh, the last lie that we tell is oh i'm gonna miss you so much let's stay in touch like, <laughs> yeah. let's get lunch like are you should we get drinks oh, later God. we've stayed in touch with a couple people um that we, and i think you may even have like another person or two you stay in touch with yeah um and that's not a lot um yeah. i actually just spoke to one of our uh i was telling i was just telling you just the other day i spoke to one of our uh former bosses oh yeah um, which was great. Just sort of chatted. And that's a huge lie. I tell people all the time, like, would love to stay in touch. I remember giving people like, oh, here's my email address. If you want to stay in touch. My email address? Yeah. It, it's 2020. Like, nobody. <laughs> that's the worst way to stay in touch with me personally. <laughs> yeah. Here's my email address. Send me an email. It's 2004. <laughs> I didn't even give them my phone number. Hit me up on my BlackBerry. Yeah, right. Uh, let me just get my Palm Pilot out. And, I'm always uh, like, add me on LinkedIn. And as we've discussed, I only go on LinkedIn oh, when yeah. I'm looking for new work. That's not true. I'm actually on it quite a lot now because my current organization is very active on LinkedIn and I'm trying to be a good employee. Yeah. But yeah. prior to, you know, like six weeks ago or whatever, I was basically only on LinkedIn uh, like every six months or when I was like trying to find a job. And I would have like 30 right. notifications and like 12 headhunter like uh, copy yep, paste messages or whatever yeah. so add me on linkedin is me saying i don't want to be in touch if we, we really wanted to stay in touch in a non-professional capacity like off of linkedin we would have done it while we worked together frankly. yes we would already be in touch you would already know how to reach me yeah so the fact that you don't have my phone number after seven years is there's a reason for that i like the uh let's get lunch 
uh, how are you, you know, in a couple of weeks? Oh, yeah, Thursday would be great. Yeah, I'll text you with a time. And then no text ever comes Never, because you both know yeah. that you're just pretending that this will happen and neither yeah, you're you just actually saying really it. wants it. That's like, correct. Yeah. That used to make me really anxious when those yeah. would happen. And now I can suss them out with like complete accuracy. And so I don't mind leaning in like, oh, my God, yes. Like, that would be so great. One of our foreign bosses wanted to get lunch with you, didn't she? Yeah, she did for like. Uh, like a couple of months and I was going to suck it up and just go. Um, I remember, but then she yeah. never came back with any additional details when that was like the ball was in her court, which like I was super grateful for. And then I uh, left the state. So, you know, now I never have to worry about it. That's a great option as well. If you want to avoid plans with somebody, move to a different state. Pro tip, <laughs> move 2,500 miles away from the people that you don't want to spend time with. <laughs> It's effective. I'll say that. Yeah. I guess the moral of this episode is that people lie in all facets of their life, including their professional life. And I think there's circumstances where these like white lies are totally fine. And in many cases, like inadvertently encouraged by businesses um, because they don't want you coming and being your authentic self in a lot of circumstances. And that's okay. Like it's okay to kind of lie is the, the, the point, I think. Within reason, of course. The self-check you should do is, is this lie checkable? Like, you can't yes. go around telling people that you worked at, like, Google and Facebook and whatever and then, you know, apply to a tech job. They're going to check that. Yeah. I mean, most companies have policies that, like, if you lie and you get caught, you, it's grounds for, like, immediate termination. Um, yeah. Like, if you lie about your qualifications, which makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, nobody's going to, to your point earlier, no one's going to check if, like, the, the story you told about a conflict really, really happened. Yeah. Um, most likely not going to check unless they know the people. Unless maybe you're directly. in like a high stakes scenario. Like, what if you're like a, like a hostage negotiator or something? They'd probably want to know about. Yeah, how well you I'm actually did. My hope and assumption is that there are some tests that to verify that would what suss you're saying. That out. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Right. That's fair. Um, also, oh, if we have any hostage negotiators listening and you want to come on the pod, like, please hit us up. I would love to speak to a hostage, really just any high stakes job. Like yeah. if your life is an episode of 24, I want to have you on the show for sure. <laughs> I doubt we do, but like, you know, on the off chance, we're here for you. All right. Well, in the meantime, uh, go ahead and follow us on socials. Um, again, we are on Instagram and TikTok primarily at NotWorkingPod. You can send us an email at hello at NotWorkingPod.com if you want to be on the show. And then as always, just rate and review the show on whatever podcast platform you are listening on it just helps us reach more listeners i guess they get if, if a podcast has more ratings and reviews it gets more traction so go ahead and do us a solid on that one please otherwise we will see you next week Bye.